thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to Speak Up and Engage, bringing next generation health, wellness, inspiration and empowerment to the youth of today. A spectacular collaboration between the Sunshine Coast Council and spirithive.org. Welcome to Speak Up and Engage, the next generation of wellness for youth across Australia. I'm Bridget Kelly. I'm Laura Pettigrew. And I'm Toby Bogart. And today we are talking about climate change. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I came across on social media the other day, um, Greta Thunberg's speech at the UN Climate Action Summit. And so I think this has really sparked a big conversation for everyone, really, because it was yeah. such a speech and it was very moving. Yeah, it's yeah. such a big topic, and I think her speech in particular really did kick off a you know a lot of interest in the last two weeks. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Especially having um that traction after all the protests and stuff, a lot of young people are getting behind it and really um are sort of connecting with what she's saying about how all these empty words promised by our mums and dads and all that and how they were going to help us out with climate, but they they haven't so far. So I, I really feel like a lot of people are getting behind what she's saying. Yeah, and I think too, you know, coming from a young person almost hits home a little bit harder because, you know, children, you know, you're a little bit more vulnerable and people feel like they need to protect them. So when a child comes forward and says, look, you're kind of ruining my future, um, it does really hit home. Yeah. Yeah. But then on the flip side of that, I have seen a lot of negative feedback from like the older generation, especially um, regarding it, calling her, saying she has mental illness problems and, um, and she's like a sad little girl who's way too caught up in this. And I guess still a lot of people are almost in denial that climate change is a real thing and it's happening. And it's very, um, yeah, it's, it's something that's happening today. And it's like that really needs to be addressed. And the other thing is like she wasn't doing it for herself, more or less. She was doing it for every young person on the face of the planet. Like she had to put all that emotion that we all feel, get as many facts across, get her opinion across and mostly what we feel as a generation and for someone to be calling her saying that she has mental illness and that she's just sad and she's caught up in it all, she was actually the one to have the balls to stand up and and go for it. Whereas a lot of people in our generation would have just stood back. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, you know, it's – it's kind of sad that people that are older than us are coming across quite negatively or or taking it negatively. And I think most of it really comes from the fact that they're scared and it's kind of an unknown process, like climate change. We're just kind of like, oh, my goodness, what's going to happen? And for those people, they're probably freaking out a little bit and I think that's where it comes from. And I I guess no one likes being told that they're failing. Yeah. Like much said said to the um, audience that they're failing at yeah. taking care of the earth. And that's a lot of people are not going to take that very well. Exactly. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think, 
you know, it's, it might even take them, you know, a little while just to process what she said. And hopefully they do start to, you know, listen to the protesters and really understand what their message is instead of just going to the media and, you know, because when you see in the media, all you see is that someone's protested and the, you know, oh, it hold up, held up traffic and, and it was such an yeah. inconvenience, but they don't actually communicate the message that those people are trying to get across. So Definitely. hopefully uh, you know, a little bit of processing and they'll come to that realisation. Yeah. yeah, and I think back to Greta's speech, like it was quite a moving one and she had to send a message and she had to um, really, really like put a lot of emotion into it in order to send a strong message and and make maybe even controversial statements and that's what has gotten pretty much the whole world talking. I mean, I, as soon as it happened, I scrolled through social media and it was just everywhere. It was hard yeah, to... It, it instantly that. hit um, on the YouTube trending as well. I think it got up to like number two or three. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think in order for her to, to send a strong message, she had to, to make controversial statements that, you know, some people may not have liked, but... Other people, I re- like me, I really respect it, all that she was saying. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, and the emotion that she used in that as well really helped get her message across as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, so, so in um, school, I know for our school, we're learning about climate change at the moment. Yeah. And one of the questions that were being asked is, do you believe in climate change? So wow. um, when, when someone asks us, do you believe in climate change? You can say yes or no, and you can have whatever opinion you like. But the, the big one is, is why. Like they ask, why do you believe that climate change is happening? Wow. And what evidence do you have to show? Yeah. I am so shocked that they still ask that. Yeah, me too, actually. Um, yeah, like I... That actually really shocks me. Yeah, there's so much evidence and research. Like even for this podcast, I did a little bit of research on it. And like even things like, hold on, like in the last, hold on one second. (laughs) (laughs) I know. But I think the other thing that we also have to like keep in mind is that there are like qualified professionals that do say that, climate change isn't real yeah and see for me i i haven't made my mind up yet i know i'm i sort of have always believed that climate change is there yeah Um, the fact is like just because it's the common opinion doesn't mean it's always true yeah that's exactly right yeah i totally agree with that as well it's it's definitely one of those things that you do have to, you can't just make up your mind on the spot. You do have to research it and you do have to, you know, look at the data and figure it out and make up your own opinion. Um, But yeah, I think it's, you know, regardless of whether climate change is happening or not, I think we can still take care of our earth. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, why not, you know, be environmentally friendly and make those steps so that possibly in the future, if it did happen, then we'd be prepared and it, well, it wouldn't happen. So I think whether we believe it is or it isn't happening, I think it's important to take those environmentally friendly steps regardless. Yeah, definitely. However, though, I've, like, I just found a graph the other day 
on so I obviously can't show it but I'll just explain it to you guys so um for a millennia atmospheric carbon dioxide has never been above like a line they show on the graph and so the line is at 300 parts per million however at um 1950 like the year the graph it went straight up to 420 parts per million which is our current level of carbon dioxide and and so i don't know i think to me that just that alone speaks volumes because there is change happening and like even um, evidence can be found on tree rings, ocean sediments, coral reefs, and sedimentary rocks, which reveals that current warming is occurring and 10 times faster than the average rate of the Ice Age recovery warming. So, yeah, so yeah there is stuff to suggest that it, it is actually really happening. And, and, yeah, and it's happening quite fast. Yeah. And, like, yeah, even in... Like 95% of the warming is likely to be a result of human activity since the mid-20th century and proceeding yep. at a rate that is unprecedented over decades to the millennia. So, yeah, I think we definitely need to make a change and start adding positive things to every day just because something is happening in our environment. So I also did a little bit more research. Um, humans have increased the... CO2 concentration by more than a third since the Industrial Revolution. So over the last century, the burning of fossil fuels like coal and oil have increased the concentration of atmospheric carbon dioxide. And because coal and oil burning combines carbon and oxygen to make CO2 in our atmosphere. So all these changes over like, I don't know, the last 100 years or so has really impacted our environment and that is quite obvious um with all this research and like and with like the greenhouse gases and all that it is it's such a interesting thing to research really because yeah yeah, it's yeah and and that's the thing like you have to research it research it for yourself because um we're not we can't make your mind up and Obviously, you do take on what your parents believe. So if your parents are pro-climate change, then that's probably what you're going to pick up. But see, you have to research it for yourself. And really, if someone sat down with you and had a conversation and they said, why do you believe in climate change? Why don't you? You've got to be able to back it up with facts like like Bridget's doing. But Yeah. Well, Toby, you've definitely, like, make a very good point and one that I haven't actually thought about previously. And um, yeah, you're exactly right. It's definitely, you know, people do take on their previous opinions that they have heard or the popular opinion. And I definitely believe that, you know, making up your own mind in that way, as long as you're backing it up with research and, you know, you're still kind of climate positive and you're not, you're not doing horrible things to our earth. I completely agree with everything you're saying yeah Yeah, exactly um I definitely agree with that and it's really important yeah to do your own research and stuff and like it's very um it's very easy to find facts and stuff like that on the internet which support and and don't support I suppose the whole climate change movement because yeah you go 
oh, when you search up, um, does climate change exist and why? Yeah. Um, it'll come up with a bunch of stuff, but if you also research, is climate change fake? Then it also comes up with a bunch of stuff that can also prove that it's wrong. So it's sort of sifting through it, deciding where you want to sit and, um, developing your own opinion, not based off a common opinion or what your parents believe. Cause there is still stuff out there, um, with charts that might go back a long, 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 long time. And it's got how we can go through hot and cold periods and how there's bushfire seasons every so often mm-hmm. up there and down here and they're all over the place. And this is from credible scientists that have spent a long time developing an opinion and researching. So it's really up to you to decide where, which side of the line you want to sit on. And if you can't make your mind up, that's, that is okay. Cause there's so many resources out there for you to use. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like you may not be able to choose between two. It's like, it's very difficult to come up with an opinion based off stuff that's very two-sided. Yeah, definitely. And to be honest, I hope that it's not real, you know, like, but um, I think what's also important is to, you know, think about what we actually can do to improve, you know, our overall environment. So do you guys have any ideas of like tiny little things that everybody can do that um, can help out? Well, I think uh, definitely just recycle. That's yeah. the main things I've really come across and like not investing in plastic because the time it takes for plastic and and bad things <laughs> to break down in comparison to, you know, other things is phenomenal. Yeah. And so I think it's really about researching and investing in the right things like when you go and buy something, like get the thing with less plastic and, and yeah. 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 And you know, simple things like when you're grocery shopping, you know, and you're buying fruit, does it really need to be in one of those little plastic bags? Uh huh. Like, you know, why don't we just carry it out um, instead of putting it into a, a million little different plastic bags? And That's what I was thinking about like Woolies and Coles and whatever have banned plastic bags, but they still give plastic bags. Yeah. And they still give plastic bags. Like you can the fifteen cent bag is plastic. I'm like, I don't get it. If we're banning plastic bags, why don't we just ban them all together? Exactly. And like you can still buy a roll of plastic bags. And so yeah. like it was definitely a positive step in the right direction, but like a more change needs to be done to Yeah. To yeah, help out. Yeah, I definitely agree. And it kind of even brings up, you know, the whole plastic debate when they were making, when some of the big grocery stores were making little collectibles and things like that. Like they've gotten rid of all this plastic and now they're creating more plastic, you know, that is essentially useless and um, just creating more rubbish for us. But um, it definitely is such a huge issue. And I particularly started noticing how much plastic I was using maybe six months ago. And I, you know, I, I noticed like me using plastic water bottles, yeah. but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't until I actually traveled to Bali earlier this year that I fully had the biggest wake up call 
you know, over there they use so much plastic. It's ridiculous because they can't drink the normal water. Yeah. So you're buying water every day. And while I was there, I would go through five big plastic water bottles a day. Wow. And that's just me, you know, and I just had like the biggest wake up call because imagine they're also using bottled water in all the hotels and the amount of tourists that travel to Bali are all using plastic water bottles. And it just really hit home that, oh my goodness, that is so much plastic. So the first thing I did when I got home was buy a stainless steel reusable water bottle and I haven't used the plastic water bottle again. Good on you. <laughs> yeah, that's what I do too. I also just like a stainless steel water bottle because, side note, it keeps your water so nice and cold. Exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, like, I know, I, I really thought about it the other day when I bought, because I, like, work on the go and just needed, like, a little unhealthy lunch. Yeah. <laughs> so I got, you know, like, two-minute noodles in the container. Oh, yeah. And so when I, like, unwrapped it, I thought, I was, like, thinking about, I was, like, this is so much plastic because it's, like, in a little styrofoam cup, which is okay, I guess. But then it's covered in plastic that you rip off and then the lid is plastic and then there's a plastic fork, which is in a plastic little sealed um, bag (laughs) and then there's, like, flavouring in the vegetables in more plastic. And I was, like, what is this? (laughs) Like, there's so much plastic happening here and this is just one person buying it think about how many of these they make every single day and how it's impacting our environment yeah exactly and not even just here but all across the world yeah exactly and I think like um Australia is really good for it as well like we're all waking up to it a little bit oh I don't know about that Mm. that um Australia is one of the worst recycles oh really like yeah. Australia um, sends their all their rubbish to other countries, and um, so it used to be they used to give um, China and places like that um, like a, a few million dollars to actually take their recycling. But now everyone's saying no, we don't want your stuff, so you have to find a way to deal with it. I'm gonna say Australia is oh. probably one of the worst recycling places ever. Ever you want to say that? To, you want to make that claim, Toby? <laughs> Honestly, I reckon being Australia and being as educated as we are, and being as um living in the conditions that we are, we need to be smarter about how we're going to say it. Be yeah, and play, yeah, pick up, pick up our like game. Third, th- third world countries they have a lot more to deal with, like trying to get their economy back, trying to get people in houses, trying to feed everyone. And that's why their recycling may not be as good. But in places like Australia, we've got all that. We can – so I feel like we need to really focus on that more. Yeah, definitely. I think it's definitely an area that everyone can continue to improve on. You know, even yeah. if you are recycling, you know, just bottles or not using plastic, you know, you can always improve by, you know, even recycling clothes, you know. Yeah. It, and stuff like that. So I think it's definitely an area where you can continue to improve on, even if you are doing small things at the moment. Yeah. I went um, to a um, music festival a couple of months ago, and it was really good to see they had they weren't selling any plastic bottles of water. They only yeah. sold like you know those new carbon or 
bottled water, like the cardboard ones. Yeah, yep. And, yeah, and then I noticed at uni they only sell those. And, like, at uni they put, they have cold bubblers around and they have zero plastic bottles and stuff like that. And so I think that's really positive. Um, with all this plastic talk, I don't think it's the biggest contributor to global warming, though. No, no. Um, I was going to say that. <laughs> one, one of the worst ones is air travel. Yes. And the, and the fumes that air travel. Definitely. Has. Yeah. And then the other big one is the cattle and lamb agriculture. Uh-huh. As that's one of the biggest producers of, producers of methane, which is even worse than the carbon that we're putting out. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the biggest one for that is actually McDonald's. Oh, my goodness. Having the amount of cattle that they have and producing that bunch of methane wow. is, a- is actually damaging our environment. And more, more so stuff like that. And in places like Russia, they've got permafrost, which is like permanent frost. And then underneath that is a huge, big deposit of methane and if that frost um, melts, then all that's going to be released into the air and really start causing damage. Yeah, definitely, because greenhouse gases are actually like a force. They force climate change because they block heat from escaping the Earth's atmosphere. And so... Yeah, exactly. That's pretty much the primary cause of climate change. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Long gases that remain semi permanently and do not respond physically or chemically to changes in temperature, like that's what greenhouse gases are. So yeah, they're they're essentially making the climate change. Yeah. <laughs> and as you know, things that we can do to kind of stop that is, you know, if you can kind of limit the amount of meat you eat um, in a healthy way, of course, and you know maybe carpool instead of driving multiple cars to one destination or maybe even use a bike and then help your exercise as well yeah exactly (laughs) good thinking yeah I um started bike riding to the market and you know I used to drive and it was such a pain to get a park and then you know you kind of drive home and then it's all done but now I've started riding my bike and, um, you know, you've got to take a bag to put all your groceries in, but I find it so much more enjoyable because a, you know, you're getting out in the nature and everything like that. You're, you know, not using a car like you do for the rest of the week. Yeah. And, um, you know, you don't even have to find a car park. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so many benefits. Yeah. Um, and just another study. I mean, I'm full of facts <laughs> learning about it at school. But um, with our, uh, the temperature of the all, every country averaged together has gone up by one degree. And a lot of years will probably, I mean, when I first heard it, I was like, oh, that's not a really big deal, like one degree. Mm-hmm. But um, it, it can cause a, the biggest ripple effect if it actually gets to two and that's where we sort of go on to the point where there's no recovery. Yeah. We can't, can't get back to where we were and they're predicting us to hit um, two degrees hotter in 2050. Oh, wow. In our generation wow. and um, 
yeah, so well, how I don't even know how old it would be. I'd be like 46. Yeah. 50. Well, that's it. When you put it that way, it's a huge, you know, that's really confronting. And I think something that does need to be communicated because, you know, when I think of climate change, like, oh, it won't happen in in my lifetime, but it, it is, it's happening now. If, you know, if it is proven and everything like that, and it, it can have an impact on our lives. Definitely. Yeah. So I also, I read that statistic um, the other day, Toby, and it said that a change like this change is mainly driven by an increased carbon dioxide and other human-made emissions into the atmosphere. And also um, the most, most of the warming has occurred in the past 35 years with the five warmest years on record were since like 2010. And with 2016 being the hottest year on record and and not only that, but eight of the 12 months that make up the year through, from January through September um, were the warmest on record for those, like, respective months. So I just thought that was crazy because, yeah. 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 But And then I also I heard, like, a comedian say that, you know, you cut. You know, climate change is real. Is when the hottest year on record was very recent. So I thought that was interesting, an interesting way to put not, it. Not, not very funny, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah maybe, maybe he's just a comedian talking about other things. Yeah, <laughs> you might need to find a funnier topic. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone in the crowds is just like got their serious face on it, <laughs> thinking, yeah, <laughs> crack jokes. I'll find the name of the comedian so we don't have to call him a comedian. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh, I forget what I was going to say, but it is really the carbon levels that we need to get down, and the carbon dioxide and stuff like that. And um, oh, that's what it is. Deforestation is one of the yes. worst things for that. Yeah, and, definitely. And, and what's worse than taking the trees out of the ground and chopping them down for stuff like that? We're actually um, burning them, which yeah, just to make matters even worse. Yeah, and it's it's okay if you want to chop down trees. I I know on the way to Brisbane, we can see that all those I don't know what trees they're called, but there's a pine lot of trees. them pine trees, and they actually capture carbon in them so that when we chop them down we're actually sucking carbon out of the earth as long as we use them as materials and we don't burn them yeah then in a way that's a, is okay as long as we replant the um the trees but over in countries where the amazon is and big rainforests like that and mangroves um when they're getting chopped down for people to put houses and poppy farms and agriculture and all this stuff we are actually allowing that carbon to be regenerated back into the cycle when we could have been recycling all those materials and planting new trees everywhere and stuff like that. Yeah. And, you know, by cutting down the tree, you're kind of already doing an injustice. And then by burning it, it's almost a double whammy because, you know, it's just, um, yeah, a crazy thing to think that we are cutting down so many trees. Yeah. And, you know, replanting trees isn't a hard thing to do. And I actually saw in the last day a, um, a, an article that showed 
in other countries, they've started planting, you know, trees, not necessarily huge trees, but plants on top of buildings' roofs. And, yeah. um, you know, it was actually really funny because I actually thought of this in our local cotton tree park. We have a lot of um, shelters for people to have barbecues and the, the roofs of those shelters are all flat. And I thought, how cute would it be if we planted, you know, some flowers and stuff like that up there? Yeah. And it's such a simple thing to do. And I think that it could make a huge difference because you think like if we put some plant life on top of every single roof, in just in our town, how much of a difference it would make. Yeah. So I think, yeah, like even if, you know, we do have to cut down trees, I understand sometimes it's needed, but I think we definitely need to replace those trees in some other way. Yeah. Yeah. Plant more trees, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, another huge one is car travel and all that stuff. Yes. And, um, and I know it's easy to say go buy an electric car, but a good electric car is like a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, not not all of us can win the lotto. No, <laughs> um, but like you said, another thing you can do is walk to your shop and ride to somewhere. Yeah, like Laura was saying before, with you know riding your bike and yeah, getting that exercise in too. And then also another thing is living. At the wellness base camp, oh, was it base camp? Yes. Breakthrough. Yeah. Was it? No, not breakthrough. Base camp. Base camp. That's <laughs> you one. had it right. <laughs> um, he was talking about how people are moving to places that are more focused on lifestyle and environment and stuff like that. And people are moving to places where they can walk to the shops and live a cleaner, healthier, less carbon-free lifestyle. living in places that have better air that they can breathe and stuff like that. So a lot of people are becoming aware of carbon dioxide, even in buying a house and stuff like that, which I feel like is a very good step in the right direction. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, overall, I do think that, you know, some of us are moving in the right direction. I'm just worried that about how quick we're moving in that, you know, that way. And I think, you know, we do yeah, really. We, we do have to. we have, do have time to fix it. It's just not yeah. a lot. Yeah, exactly. So I think you know more. I actually have a quote that I found during the week. It's from David Suzuki. He um, founded the David Suzuki Foundation, which is a non profit non profit <laughs> organization um, in Vancouver. And he said that in a world of more than seven billion people each of us is a drop in the bucket but with enough drops we can fill any bucket and I thought that is such a good way to you know definitely talk about climate change because all of us just need to do something Something. and And we do all matter yeah exactly every single one of us can make a difference and you know it's really bad to think oh it's just me like I won't I'm not going to be able to change anything. Yeah, because if, if everyone had the exact same attitude, then we would all be stuffed. Exactly, yeah. I think, you know, it's. I really liked that quote and I thought it was a really, really good way to look at climate change. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, like, look at the impact that Greta Thunberg's made. Like, she's just one person and the difference she's already made is incredible. Yeah, yeah definitely. Like, if you didn't hear it, 
from your parents or from the news. You definitely would have heard it in social media. Yeah. So her point has definitely got across every everyone and started conversations everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, perfect. All right. Well, I think that sort of sums things up a bit. Um, for me personally, if I could take home one message from today, it would be to seriously start riding my bike places and, you know, it's good exercise and it's, it's just a right, a positive step in the right direction, I reckon. And, and yeah, Laura, what's one thing you'd take away? Um, I think, well, what I would take away and what I would hope our listeners would take away is to, you know, take action that you can do. Don't think that it won't make a difference. I would really encourage everyone just to do little things like even turning off your lights so we're not using too much energy. Yeah. Stuff like that. Um, yeah, just to do the things that you can do to help out. Yeah, and yeah. everyone can make a difference. Yeah, that's exactly right. What about you, Toby? Um, I would say if after this even, um, go online and have a bit of a research and find out what you believe in. Um, mm. And if you are pro climate change or not but not only that when you research take notice of stuff that is making an impact and say to yourself oh how can I improve the way that I might do that should I maybe go vegan and stop eating meat altogether which is a big extreme and (laughs) other stuff like riding your bike like you said Bridget and maybe driving the car if you're old enough, instead of taking a an hour flight, drive the car for a little bit longer. Yeah. 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 Definitely. And stuff stuff like that. And I know when you can take a flight, there's something where you can cho- choose to buy. Yeah, you, so you offset uh, your emissions. Yes, yeah. that's the one. Yeah, so that's like a really good way mm. to, um, yeah, I think counter got, your yeah. impact. And and if everyone did that when they went for a flight, then we would be in a lot better place as it is one of the biggest causes. But, yeah, could go on for ages about it. Yeah, I don't think we can ever cover all of the information. We would need a couple of podcasts, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So I think that covers pretty much all of it. Thanks for tuning in to Speak Up and Engage. I hope – you guys join in next week. Um, I'm Bridget Kelly. Keep smiling. I'm Laura Pettigrew. Live more, worry less. And I'm Toby Bogart. Until next time, don't count the days, but make the days count. You've been listening to Speak Up and Engage, the next generation in wellness. To follow our podcasters, head on over to allthews.facebook.com forward slash speak up engage. You can also go to all the w's.thewellnesscouch.com forward slash speak up engage. To find out more about the Sunshine Coast Council, go to all the w's.sunshinecoast.qld.gov.au. And to find out more about Spirit Hive and how Spirit Hive is bringing empowerment and inspiration to the youth and the communities local to you, go to spirithive.org. We're going to see you here same time next week. Thanks for tuning in. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. 
Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.